From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Tuesday, March 27th, the year 2018. This country music, Alex Lazan, fits where you were last week, volunteering at the Dell Match Boy as we commence our Masters preview. Good evening, sir. Yeah, thank you. Is that my new intro or my, my, my walk-up music? It is called The Podbean App Somehow Deleted My Normal Song, so I have to put it on there, and I've just been too lazy to do that. It's an honor. Thank you, sir. So, this is what's in the app automatically, I, evidently. Um, as as uh, frequent listeners know, Alex, for the last couple of years, has volunteered at the WGC Dell Match Play, which was won by Bubba Watson. Um, you were stationed um, by the fifth hole, just off the fifth tee, the drivable uh, par four. What an interesting week, just in terms of, of um, weather conditions. We range from windy and sunny to some rain um, Saturday morning to very, very humid on Sunday, uh, which led to some interesting... Um, Sequences in terms of shot selection and, and in terms of um, choices off the tee, especially on 18 where you saw everything from going for it to laying up, and then obviously DJ's 489-yard drive on 12. But we end up with Bubba Watson as a winner, and that's a long prelude, Alex, to say that I think this course fits his creativity really well. It does. It really is a shapeshifter course, uh, a guy that likes to move the ball both ways as he does, and you can probably hear the rain coming down in the background in Austin. It pretty much held off for the entire week of the tournament uh, until today down here. And uh, well, what it did do is a couple fronts came in, allowing the wind to blow. So it just it added to, to the uh, the layers of this course, uh, this core Crenshaw uh, venue here. And the way things are, are laid out, uh, you know, Pete Dye uh, having his hand in the design and the holes along the water, uh, it really plays nicely to the TV audience, and it's a great venue to be at. I was at the par 4 fifth and got to watch the best players in the world hit driver just straight over my head, and the sound and impact and, and hearing the ball go over is, is quite amazing. It wasn't the greatest vantage point in terms of the course, but great opportunity to access uh, the world's best, and uh, it was, like you said, it's not a bubble win, a dominant bubble win, and he, he just tends to win in that walk-off fashion when, when he does, and he's had us now his 11th victory after this past weekend's triumph. He um, He's an interesting guy. You and I have said this off-air many times. When Bubba's engaged and happy and into it, he is dominant. When he doesn't want to be there and doesn't care and doesn't give a bleep, he will finish last guaranteed the, that's basically the hot or cold and sounds like he was engaged this week yeah it's literally is he laughing is he smiling is he joking and you know it's just the little things is you know as i was mining the crosswalk on the fifth tee a lot of players would be walking right by and i would say play well or just something basic and every time i said that to bubba he acknowledged me with a thanks or uh, all right man or yeah absolutely and you know he seemed to be very engaged with ted throughout the week along with the gallery and one thing I, I really noted which I know will catch you off surprise is you know immediately before that 1.6 million dollar match against Kevin Kidsner Sunday afternoon you know when he had just gone out there in the morning in the in the semifinal and triumphed as well you know it, it just shows you how uh, kind of open he's his personality has become as of recently and how much more acclimated he is to the crowd he literally took a walk of about 80 to 100 yards where he 
dipped under the ropes from the chipping green, Jeremy, and walked straight over to the driving range. Now, this is a situation where any player, including someone like himself, could have just as easily walked inside and outside the clubhouse and kept under the ropes and under protection of the security that had been following him every day all week. But uh, you could just tell that he was in a very comfortable place. Uh, seeing that myself firsthand right before the match made me realize that he wasn't messing around. And, and Jeremy, by the time they got to the fifth hole, he was already four up. So he proved his point very fast in that Sunday afternoon finale. Um, one last thing on Bubba uh, uh, before we get to the master stuff later. Is his going to Volvic for one year one of the dumbest equipment decisions in the last 20 years in golf? Like yeah, he would, much, he would much prefer that be an asterisk. But uh, I that yeah, uh, obviously he's back with the pain. He was rocking G four hat, G four shoes. He looked very comfortable out there, and uh, you know no equi- equipment issues. Now he's getting the ball to, to work every which way he wants to, and you've seen that with his form of late. But yeah, that is that is a weird blip on on his career radar. I, I as I've probably said to you, and I've said to others, if he wanted to play a colored ball, Titleist would have made him a colored ball. It uh, just. <laughs> The fact that it looked cool on TV may be one of the top five dumbest reasons to make a sporting equipment decision in sports history. I, I, I will never explain, or sorry, I never understand why his 2017 was just so pitiful. Um, yeah. I've been told that you yelled at a celebrity by accident. I, I can't wait to hear this one. I did. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just Jeremy. I was just doing my job as a volunteer. They asked me to mine the crosswalk, you know, about 40 yards below the 50, and you understand that there's kind of that commotion moment where when the final group and, you know, with match play, there's only two matches out there. So the final group is walking off the fourth green to the fifth tee. And as they're heading up that hill, essentially everyone is scurrying from their position near the fourth green to get all the way to the left side of the fifth hole, which is only where anyone can walk. So we're designed to basically keep everyone on the car path. And, and lo and behold, just as that group is moving through, I see a group of a couple adults and a few little kids along with a couple official members they look like volunteers from a distance but they're not walking on the car path at all so so i'm in the quandary of having to be that guy that that volunteer that like has to raise his voice you know before the, the championship match tees off on the fifth tape so you know i just i, I give a, a gentle you know on the car path please or something along those lines about a second and a half later uh an official turns around and just gives me some sort of nondescript kind of sign language signal for don't worry about it, and don't say anything else. Uh, I turned behind me to some fans looking in awe as my girlfriend was snapping photos. Uh, it, w- it was indeed Matthew McConaughey, his wife, and his three little kids who I yelled at to, uh, to get back on the car path. And needless to say, uh, that guy can walk wherever he wants. So I'm glad I didn't yell any more times because uh, he's a golden god around these parts in Austin, Texas. I think this is a nice segue to say uh, that, that you, you have something for me on the Michelob Ultra contract with the PGA Tour. I, w- I, would, just, I, would, I would love for, for yourself or anyone at home listening, if you're implored to do some research on how that works or what the logistics are of it, it really bugged a lot of fans that I could see in my, in my site, whether it's general admission boxes or anything that Michelob Ultra is just abundantly the, the beer label that concession stands at PGA Tour events, and I can't 
can't tell you, Jeremy, how many people were just asking for the simplest of things like a Bud Light or a Coors Light and were just unable to get it. They get $8 a pop for a Michelob Ultra at the Dell Match Play. And if someone could just shed a little bit more light on how that contract came about and that ex- exclusivity was made to be, it would, it would help me learn a little bit more about, about what happened there because I'm, I'm just very confused as to how they got that nod. All right, I'll see if I can uh, dig into that and talk to my sources, uh, um, a.k.a. Jay Monahan, and, and see if I can get you I'll some information. I'll on that one for me, please. Yes. Um, we're talking with Alex Lazan, who was a volunteer at the Dell Match Play this past week on the PGA Tour. You and I have both been high on Alex Noren for a long time. Um, and his game is finally showing up in America. He loses to Jason Day at, at, at um, in the playoff at Torrey. He loses in the semi. Um, sorry, he loses in the semifinals to Kisner and eventually um, um, wins third the place match, what? Got the third place match. Yes, and and uh, won the third place match uh, to get third place, and basically was. They were both exhausted, both JT and Norin. But I, I, I'm. He's trending in the right direction towards Augusta. That's for sure. He is, and, and so a year ago, you and I had this conversation because he had an impressive performance at the match play. He made it to Saturday afternoon, the, what we call the Elite Eight, and he lost to the eventual champion, Dustin Johnson, uh, last year here at this exact same venue. And then he had another very impressive performance. I got to meet him, take a picture with him Friday. Obviously, we match the same name, so there's no reason why I'm not Team Alex Noren. Uh, you're right, his game's been trending on the up and up, and I actually heard a couple conversations uh, of people literally talking about the odds of him to win a major this year, and, and in specific, the Open Championship was also referenced, too, how he's some, something of a 40 or 50 to 1 underdog to win that tournament this year. Uh, so he's definitely on a lot of golf fans' minds right now. And, and the way he conducts himself on the course, um, I'm going to make the, the Scandinavian cross-reference. You know, he strikes his irons and has a demeanor of kind of a young Henrik Stenson. He conducts himself very professionally out there. Uh, he does have, you know, the personality to, to kind of interact with the gallery. But at the same time, you know, he's a stone-cold killer. He was so impressive in his Saturday morning match against Patrick Reed, who was, you know, on somewhat of a roll after the, the pronounced victory against uh, Jordan Spieth in Friday's headline match. So it, it really says a lot about kind of where he is mentally with his game, and he's one of those guys where you got to think he's going to put himself uh, in contention on Sunday in one of these four majors this year. I can tell you, um, Alex, that Michelob Ultra is the official beer of the PGA Tour and PGA Tour champions. Anheuser-Busch has participated in the PGA Tour's official marketing program since 1994, celebrating over 20 years with the PGA Tour. Michelob Ultra is a smooth, refreshing, light beer brewed with the... Uh, 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 brewed using the finest pale two-row and six-row barley, select grains, all imported hops, and a pure cultured yeast strain. Blah, 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 blah. I did not expect the word culture to be in the description of Michelob Ultra. Uh, with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs for a 12-ounce serving, Michelob Ultra encourages adult beer drinkers to live life to the ultra by leading active lifestyles. Well, there's an oxymoron. Um... The Michelob Ultra family of beers also includes Michelob Ultra Amber, three Michelob Ultra fruit flavors, lime, cactus, dragon, fruit, peach, and pomegranate. Were those, uh, sorry, pomegranate, raspberry, were those three served at the Dell Match Play? 
think I saw one or two, and then that just absolutely disgusts me to know that there are people <laughs> drinking fruit-flavored Michelob beers. So Wait, it gets better. And the ultra, ultra 19th hole, a refreshing mix of tea and lemonade. Oh my gosh, somewhere John Daly is absolutely just stirring right now. For more information, visit MichelobUltra.com. That's you got to wonder how they got that exclusivity contract, but I guess, hey, kudos to that, that marketing team that put that proposal together. Yeah, that is on the PGA Tour website under marketing partners. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, back to where we were. Um, uh, yardage, you know, we, we talked about it before with DJ's 489. If you get downhill downwind, um, at, and I was going to say Augusta, but it's, it, it, it is true at Augusta and the speed slot on 15, for example, but especially at the Austin Country Club on holes like 12 and, 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 and one, uh, you can pick up a whole lot of distance really fast. It's, it's amazing, and it, and here's the thing about you know twelve is one thing. It's a supremely elevated tee. You know they're still putting the carry on it to, to get that big first bounce down the down the original hill, and, and maybe even a cart path path bounce on the crosswalk area, which is about three eighty out, by the way. Uh, but one is not downhill by any means. The the terrain of the hole is downhill for the 100 to 50 yard area out from the green. But besides from that, it is a level to uphill tee shot. So it, it, it not only speaks to the yardage, but it speaks to the carry that these guys have with these drivers. And like I told you on the 5T, it's just amazing how consistently, you know, even your, your moderate hitter guys like Kevin Kisner were routinely hitting in the green side bunker on this hole, which was playing anywhere from 330 to 350 uh, throughout the weekend as the wind blew which wasn't often in their favor. So it just, it, it goes to show you that the, the driving distances are out of control and it, it's such a subjective thing to look at the yardages on these tee shots because everyone's piping it out there now 300 plus. It, it just seems to be an absolute standard and uh, it, just, it just speaks to the level, level of play and athleticism from the guys out there right now. DJ's drive is not the longest in PGA Tour history. The stats don't count at the Dell match play. Um, not sure if you saw that during the week, Alex, but that is the truth. That 49 drive is not the longest in tour history. Those stats do not count. Um, all right, last thing about the Dell match play before we move on, you want to talk about Ben Crenshaw. Got the uh, Ryder Cup book signed by him. Uh, he's a very, very gracious guy, uh, posing for pitchers everywhere. He's basically like the, the Pope of Austin Country Club. Um, and he commands quite a presence out there. It's good to see him out there. Uh, also saw Michael Dell, Tom Kite, a lot of, lot of good names, McConaughey endorsing the tournament. And, you know, listen, say what you want about uh, kind of the future of this tournament. I know the match play has the repetition of bouncing around about it this every four or five year mark. Um, there's going to be a lot of talks about the future of this tournament. We're three years in on a four year contract at Austin Country Club. And, it's clear that the, the Dell team and, and everyone uh, that's attending and the players are big fans of the venue, which I help, uh, which will help a lot. It's really going to come down to the members of the course and, and them voting to keep it around. Uh, so that's kind of what you're going to look for when, when looking into the history of this tournament at the course. But it, it, I think it's undeniable that the, the venue and the city and, and, and the likability from the tour, it definitely sets up for a good, a good future uh, here in Austin with the match play. Um, all right, 
So, and I'm, and I'm just looking here, uh, Doug Ferguson, the AP golf writer, is a huge story in his notes column um, this week about, um, uh, about the PGA Tour schedule um, for 2018-19. I, I, I will have something on Twitter about this as soon as we finish um, this. But this this schedule is real. It's legit, and it's, and it's coming together. So the revamp schedule, I'll see you on Twitter for that. Um, okay, Augusta. Uh, let's just run it down quickly here um, because I think things are are kind of coalescing. A, do you think this Tiger run can last until April tenth? Because that's the big question right now. His game's obviously trending in the right direction. Sorry, not April tenth. Uh, uh, sorry, April eighth. Uh, five, six, seven, eight. It is, it is Masters Week. Um, his game's obviously trending in the right direction. Now the thing is, can he step up and doing it in a big spot on Sunday? You know, at a major, will we see him down the stretch at Augusta? You know, I'm I'm gonna get my prediction out there. You know, I've been very very reticent, hesitant. You know, precautionary with my predictions for his comeback. Uh, we've seen it come into a lot better form since the last time you and I talked on here and. What I'll, what I'll go with is I think he's not going to get out to a very fast start. I think he will be playing a little catch-up on the weekend. But I do anticipate him to be top 15, top 20, and giving himself a chance uh, you know, to compete on the weekend. The question is, will he be able to make the clutch putts down the stretch? If you remember, the impressive performances at Bay Hill and Valspar were spurred by a lot of 5-10 footers for par, a lot of saves when he needed them. Will he be able to play on these screens like we know he's done so well throughout his, the course of his career? That's obviously what I'm going to be looking at first and foremost. Uh, other picks I have real quick. Obviously, hard not to place a bubble bet after, you, after what you saw last weekend. Uh, the crazy stat about him and Phil Mickelson's potential three third Masters win lining up uh, in the years they've won them and the ages they've won them. Uh, there's a lot of chemistry there, and you have to like both lefties because they've had some good form. Um, you know I'm looking at Alex Noren, as always, like we just discussed earlier. And then you have to go to Justin Rose, just based on his past history here. A guy due to win at Augusta came so close last year. A great history here. U.S. Open champion. Definitely has the, the grit to win uh, Masters Weekend as well. And my, so those are kind of the handful of guys I'm looking at early. Um, and and I, I'm telling you, one thing that's going to be fascinating to me about this is Jordan Spieth does not look like Jordan Spieth. All year, he had mono in the offseason. He played a little better at the match play. He's had it in spurts. I fear that Jordan Spieth is going to go down the Lydia co-path if this doesn't um, improve and start firing people. And that, to me, is the worst possible thing he could do. He's got to stay calm and patient and not make rash decisions. He could win this Masters. There are guys, and Tiger has said this for years, there are guys who Augusta fits them, and it works. And I think that... If he makes the wrong decision, his his short-term career could go really off in the wrong direction. But I think there's a chance that we see the regular Jordan Spieth next week. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to think I went through the handful of favorites there and didn't mention Spieth or Rory McIlroy, who's even himself had success at Augusta at a very young age. So And he at least is hot. I mean, he just put together probably, I mean, would you call it the best back nine of 2018 on the PGA Tour? Absolutely, and I'm going to go ahead and say that this is definitely one of the most anticipated Masters in a long, long time. When you look at the list of names and where their form is, it's hard to argue that based on what we've seen the last 
you know, keep in mind we've we've missed Tiger at the Masters yeah. in the last handful of years for the most part. So so we haven't quite seen this alignment of guys who are who are all playing well and you know, I glazed over Justin Thomas and his seven wins in the last eighteen months. So it's gonna be exciting to to see where everyone lands and, and who kinda rises to the top on Sunday, but you got a feeling that most of those guys have gotta have a say in it. A lot of people have talked about Tiger's driver. It's his putter that has let him down over the last 10 years at Augusta. He went up for two days last week. His first time putting on bent grass since Augusta 2015. That is a huge, huge factor for next week. Can Tiger get his bearings back on bent grass, chipping and putting? A short game has been spectacular in 2018. It just utterly spectacular. It's the... It, it's it's the huge upside of being healthy and not being in pain, but he's got to be able to make this adjustment greens wise and chipping wise. Um, Alex Lazan, thank you, sir, uh, for coming on teeing it up, and uh, you kick off my Masters related podcast for 2018. Uh, cheers, Jeremy. Uh, have a good night, sir, and have a good night to all of you out there, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>